0: Uh, sad last 24 48 hours here in the St. Louis community, but it is nice to be able to remember such a special human being, a an unbelievably great player like Lou Brock and that's what we're doing throughout the day here on 101 ESPN and we continue to do so right now remembering the legacy the life the career of Lou Brock via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line with Tim Kirkshin baseball writer and analyst for both ESPN and ESPN.com Tim we sincerely appreciate your time today joining us to talk about uh, the late Lou Brock but I wanted to start with your piece that you wrote for ESPN.com remembering Uh, a story of you and your son being able to meet Brock. Uh, What was that like for you? And what are you going to remember Lou Brock for?
1: It was an unforgettable meeting for me and for my son. And I'll remember him as a great player, but I'll also remember him mostly as one of the kindest, sweetest, gentlest men I've ever met in my life. That day we met him, at the uh, pro shop at Cooperstown. My son was 10 and I know Lou Brock. So we got to talking and he, he introduced himself to my son and he spent 20 minutes with us talking about baseball and life. And he looked at my son who I, again, was 10 years old. And he said, you have a great smile. Make sure you show that smile as often as you can. A great smile disarms people. Better than anyone. And he said, We don't smile enough in this world today. And nothing could be truer than that. And after Lou Brock died, my son uh, sent me a text saying, I'll never forget meeting Lou Brock. That's how important it was for my son and for me.
0: Tim, I think what's really stood out to me over the last couple of days, hearing so many people remember Lou Brock and tell their stories about their encounters with him is as incredible of a baseball player as he was. And first ballot Hall of Famer, more than 3000 career hits, more than 900 career stolen bases, what he did in the World Series for those Cardinals teams. Most people seem to talk about the man that Lou Brock was, as opposed to the player that he was. And that's not a slight against who he was as a baseball player. I think it's more just showing how much respect there was for him as the man. Is that what stood out to you about him as well?
1: Yes, uh, of course. He's one of the best men I've ever met. And you could see it in a lot of things that he did, just the way that he treated people. Um, And yet I must tell you that I've heard people over the years think he was an overrated baseball player. And I can't even begin to tell you how much that bothers me to hear something like that. First off 3000 hits The, the stolen base record that he, he broke had stood for 70 years. He stole seven bases in a world series. No one's ever done that. He did it two years in a row. Go look at those numbers from 67 and 68. I I was old enough to truly understand what I was watching when I watched Lou Brock in the 67 and 68 World Series. That was breathtaking, but to be that fast and to be one of three guys ever to hit a ball over the center field fence at the Polo Grounds, that's Hank Aaron, Joe Adcock and Lou Brock. That's the list. So anyone who tells you he wasn't as good as the numbers suggest, I strongly suggest you look at those numbers again because he was a first ballot Hall of Famer and deserved every bit of that.
0: We're talking to Tim Kirchner. He's a baseball writer and analyst for both ESPN and ESPN.com. The other thing that I found really interesting, Tim, is that He was basically the replacement for Stan Musial in left field. Stan retires after the 63 season. then, of course, as the story goes, the Cardinals trade midway through the 64 season. And then they go on that incredible run to the World Series. And he ends up being a stalwart for the Cardinals in that lineup. I mean, the saying always goes that you want to be the player that replaces the player, that replaced the player. He replaced Stan Musial in that Cardinals lineup in a lot of ways. And I think that really stands out to me about him as well.
1: Right. And Musial, of course, is the greatest Cardinal ever. He is, to me, one of the five greatest hitters of all time, one of the 10 greatest players of all time at worst. And to follow him and do as well as Lou Brock did was just amazing. To come over in that trade, maybe the most lopsided trade of all time. And the other thing that stuck out to me was just how proud a player he was. He wasn't statistically oriented except for one story that Joe Torrey told me Torrey on the final day of the 1970 season had 99 RBIs. So he wants to get a hundred like anyone else would. So he looks at the lineup card and Lou Brock is not in the lineup on the final day of the season. Joe told me, So he goes to Lou and says, Lou, you need to be in there today. i got to get 100 RBIs, and I'm going to drive you in. So Brock said, I I, I can't play today. And as it turns out, Lou Brock had 99 strikeouts, and he didn't want to strike out 100 times in a season because that would have really bothered him. He was too proud to do that. And even though he did it other seasons, that year he said, I'm not going to do this. It was a meaningless game. It wasn't important, but it just showed you, how precise he was in his craft, how proud he was of what he did, and he did things better than almost anyone. And, and believe me, fellas, I watched him steal a million bases in his career. He went in, he went in feet first every time, thought it was safer that way than going head first, but more important, he slid in to every base about as hard as a base stealer you'll ever see, and that made it really difficult on the middle infielders and the third basemen.
0: Final question that I've got for you as we're joined by Tim Kirkshin here on 101 ESPN. Uh, When you look at the kind of player that Lou Brock was in his day and age, do you think that kind of player can or will exist again in baseball?
1: Yeah, well, I was talking about that this morning with somebody. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that the advanced metrics will do is they'll look at Lou Brock and say he got caught stealing too many times or he didn't walk enough times, or he made too many outs. And I understand all of those metrics. I like those metrics. But this thought that Lou Brock Lou Brock might not have gotten the same look today as he did back then because of things like that. What I don't think that measures, I know that doesn't measure, is the pressure that he put on opposing teams when he got on base, what he did to the pitcher to throw off his timing, throw off his rhythm when he got on base because the pitcher is now worried about Lou Brock at first or Lou Brock at second. So I don't think he would be valued as much today if he came up today, and I think that would be a mistake.
0: Tim, we really do appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for hopping on with us, being able to discuss the life, the legacy, the career of Lou Brock here on 101 ESPN. We look forward to talking with you again soon and all the best to you and your family.
1: Okay, thanks very much, fellas. See ya.
0: You got it. That's Tim Kirchin joining us here on 101 ESPN. We're going back out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, able to be joined, happy to be joined, by the Cardinals president of baseball operations. He is John Moe joining us here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Mo, let's start with what we were just talking about with Tim Kirchner. Of course, a sad day for the Cardinals family as we remember the incredible life and career of Lou Brock what is your lasting memory of Lou and what was your time with him like